The, the solution I have is, and the way you can change your perspective is by asking yourself one question when stuff like this comes up. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiot Radio Podcast. For those who see things a little bit differently, this is the Surrounded by Idiots radio podcast. Hey, it's Tony Dufresne, PhD. Really glad to be back with you. This week, I'm going to share with you a little personal life perspective that I have, and it's something I created. It's called the 95% rule. It's going to automatically de-stress your life and could possibly help you to live forever. So we're going to talk about that this week. Uh, first, I would like to uh, share with you the three good feels of the week. And the first, the first one is a, and by, by the way, for those of you who don't know, the three good feels is three good, positive life stories, something that's happened to something somewhere over the last week that I have found, uh, because there's so much uh, terrible uh, shit that's being shared on uh, network and TV and all that, you know, with all the crazy stuff going on. So I want to make you, I want to, I want to bring this up to share and to expose the good things that happen. In the world that we that we d- d- shockingly don't get a chance to to see, um, you know, at most places, I kind of have to dig for these, which is that's a whole other thing. Uh, the first story is a police officer in Tallahassee, Florida, shaved a homeless man's beard at a gas station so the man could get hired at a local McDonald's. Now, apparently, the officer was at the McDonald's, and uh, this gentleman went in looking for a job, and they told him that they wouldn't hire him. Unless he cleaned his cleaned himself up and and he had a big old shaggy beard, so the officer went and got some uh, shaving clippers and shaved the man's beard so he can go back in and sit down for a proper interview. And I remember seeing this on uh, this was a clip on CNN or network TV somewhere or whatever. I, so I'm glad they they exposed they gave this guy some props for it. What the officer said was he goes you know we're doing this kind of stuff all the time it just doesn't get any exposure. And as somebody who has, my brother-in-law well, was a police officer for many years and became actually captain of the Huntington Beach uh, uh, Police Department, as well as uh, I've I've had a number of friends who have been uh, police officers. There, there's, yeah, there's some bad guys out there, and there's some stuff that happens. But most of the time, these guys are saints when it comes to restraint because of the, the shit that they have to go through because people a lot of people at that level are just fucking loser morons and all they want to do is create issues and so they it just it's a bit, so they they do a lot of good stuff a lot of good stuff for the community and uh and they keep us safe so i'm i'm a big uh, uh, police fan not a fan of you know people being people for no reason but you know how that goes the second story for this week is teen attaches uplifting note to a bridge and it's saving lives. Now, an English teenager who has attached uplifting messages onto a Sunderland bridge in, in Great Britain to uh, help those in despair. And she's been committed by the local police force for saving lives. Her name is Paige Hunter. She's 18. She's handwritten more than 40 inspirational notes and attached them to the railings of the Wearmouth Bridge to offer hope and comfort to people considering suicide. She says in in one of the notes, she goes, even though things are difficult, your life matters. You're a shining light in a dark world, so just hold on. 
Uh, at Naz, the compassionate teenager returned to the bridge this week with more notes to put on there. The local police chief presented her with a framed commendation certificate to recognize her selfless act. That is kick ass. Uh, the third and last story, the feel-good story of the week is when a construction changed a blind man's route, a bus driver took a detour to help him. Now, the passenger, Gene Hubbard, had been taking the same route to and from work nearly every day for the last 20 years. But the route is now under construction, so it makes it really difficult for the blind man to get around. So the bus driver, Thaddeus Turner, uh, didn't think twice about uh, helping his passenger cross the street and find his way through the construction zone uh, uh, because you know he was blind and he needed help. And so this guy uh, got out, parked the bus, got out, said something to the effect of, you know, this it's even hard to you know get around in terms of the the bus, let alone somebody that's trying to walk along this street and get to and especially if you're blind. So he he got out and he helped the guy out. So I think that's. Those are three good feels of the week. Now let's get into the ninety-five percent rule. You know the, the the thing that I get most of all. Yeah, everybody has their gig. You know, you got your own thing. You know, most of the people either either it's something you do or you know how you look or you know something that you go. You know, this kind of makes me a little bit unique, or you feel as though that's the one thing that makes you more unique. For me. As much as I would like to think it was, you know, all my years of studying in this whole program and my approach to things, I am constantly shocking people as to how old I am. And this is uh, uh, something that has just kind of surfaced over, I guess, the last 10 years or so, uh, because it, and it happens all of the time to the point where people, Will I will say it in, in, in the conversation comes up and I will tell them how old I am, which I'm 53. Uh, and uh, they they're so shocked that they I actually have to show them my ID. And then that and, and, and I'm not saying that as something like, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I look younger and great. But I'm, I have to tell you that I think one of the main reasons why that's the case is because of this rule I'm going to share with you this week. And it's the 95 percent rule. Now, the, now. The 95% rule is basically I don't I don't worry, don't care about 95% of the shit that goes on around me. I just don't. Uh and it it in a lot of people say, well, you know, I'm not even I'm not wired for that. I'm not geared for that. I can't I and I know people who are very very you know they're they're very stressful. They're very uh, they're they're very emotional. They they take everything in. They're very hypersensitive to things like that. And they say, you know that that's great and all. It's a nice little theory to have, but that is really based upon your DNA, or it's based upon how you're wired, or you know because I'm, I'll never be able to do that. Well, I have to tell you, in growing up, I was that way. I was that that hypersensitive worry and stress about everything mostly because i was brought up and i was a perfectionist i was the the oldest child and i was a perfectionist i had this i had this notion whether it was true or not but i had this pressure on me to be perfect in everything and to make the right decisions and to get those great grades and you know and of course it all comes down to perception right because when you are whoever you are you always have a certain perception of things that happen to you, whether that's the case or not. Because sometimes if you ask the other person who lived that time of life with you, they would say, well, I never did that. 
So I'm not sure if my parents would ever say, you know, I or say, well, I we never put extra pressure on you, but I certainly felt it, and that's the way I perceive things. And that was the perfectionist thing. So if you're a perfectionist or if you're a people pleaser, you're going to be very hypersensitive because you'll always want to be concerned not just for yourself but for everybody else. And that's where the problems step in. So I used to be that way. I used to be that person that was overly concerned and worried and stressed, and I was a mess. And back when I was in my, you know, when I, I first was raising my daughter and, uh, you know, early 20s and 30s, uh, I was. I, I was, uh, it, it wasn't good. So I've been there and I know that. And I know that if you, if you follow this rule slowly, it's always the 1% every single day type of thing. But if you, if you embrace that and you work into it, then it will take hold on some level. And I guarantee you, you may not make it to 95, but if you're at, you know, 50, 50, I can get you to 60, 40, at least in terms of not worrying about stuff, because really what it comes down to, it comes down to perspective and it comes down to the reality that you've chosen to live in any one moment. And I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you an example. It, two people can be in the same room and experience the same thing and have totally different perspectives on the same thing. Uh, that happens all of the time. I mean, I mean, just even look at the poli- look at the political situation we have right now. You could get a room full of hardcore Democrats and a room full of hardcore Republicans, and they'll listen to the same speech, and one side will hear something completely different from the other. That's perspective, and that's and so what I'm saying is is that all of those perspectives are real and they exist. Which means that there's a lot of realities out there that you can that you can latch on to. The reason why you happen to latch on to a certain reality has a lot to do with your subconscious programming and your ego and how that's been developed and how you protect yourself and how you perceive yourself in the world. And what I'm saying is, is that the more you become aware of your reaction to things in the moment the better you will be able to catch yourself. It's called a pattern interrupt. I talk about this all the time. And I and I use it on my clients all the time because this is the key. The key is if you're not cool with where you're at, if you stress out too much, if you're getting those lines on your face, if you if you have, you know, gut issues, if you can't sleep at night, there's a good chance a lot of that has to do with your perspective on things and all the pressure and all the stress that you're putting on yourself either to be perfect or to people please or to make things make things right or to or because you're disappointed because you're not at a point now in your life where you think you should be which is the story of my uh, early adulthood because I had put so much pressure on myself because I knew in getting out of college and getting that finance degree and we've talked I've talked about this before I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do. That wasn't my that wasn't my purpose. I had no idea what I wanted to do or what my purpose was, but I knew I where I was wasn't it. And that's a big issue when it comes down to being cool with everything. And so that's always an underlying current that goes on is that if you're not okay with where you're at, then that's going to be something that you're going to struggle with and what you're psyche likes to do what your subconscious likes to do if you have an issue like that is to say okay you're not dealing with it directly you're continuing to go to this shitty job or this unfulfilling job and you're continuing to 
not invest into really exploring the reasons why you're not cool with stuff. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bubble up this issue and it's going to come out in different ways. And that's called, in psychology, it's called projection. So you project that crappy energy onto somebody else or onto a certain other situation that's in front of you. So you have to deal with it. This happens all the time. We all do it. It's just one of those psychological things that we do. If that's the case, then you know that there's something wrong and that's where the stress comes in and the worry comes in because you know that you're not where you are supposed to be. Because, you know, when you are where you're supposed to be, when you are, when you have an understanding of the purpose path, that pathway, if you've taken the, that, that particular path, if you've made that decision to start to dip your toe in that meaning, that the life, the meaning part of life, the whole purpose. I'm not going to say passion because passion could be, it comes and goes. It's more about purpose in terms of where you need to be. If you know you're not where you need to be, you know you're not where you need to be. There's nobody that's, that can tell you otherwise, and you can try to deny it, but you know because this happens all the time. So what I'm saying is, here's the solution to this. Here's the solution to getting to the 95% rule, getting to the part where you don't care. Because I got to tell you, I got to tell you, when you do adopt a less worry situation and when you change your perspective, and it's again, it's about reframing. It's taking that whole, that, that picture that you take of reality with all the shit in it. And it's just about, you know, kind of taking your, taking your iPhone or your, you know, or your Android and moving it over, you're taking a picture of the same thing, or maybe coming from up top, you're taking a picture of the same thing. It's just from a different perspective. So if you're taking a selfie and then you, and then you kind of move it like down here, it's of, it's still of you, but it's from a different perspective. That's why people always move around to see what, what selfie angle looks the best. And so they have that perspective. So they look the best in that selfie picture. It's the, it's the same concept. So you can take that, how, what the thing you're worried, the reason why you're worrying or why you're stressed out about something, the trigger that's triggering you. And you can just shift the frame over, you know, different perspective, bring it up here. And then that way you're looking at things from a perspective of, not getting wrapped up emotionally in it and you're able to process it better and look at it more like, okay, well, this is the situation right now. How is this going to benefit me or how can I make help this to benefit me and what can I learn from this? And that's really what it comes down to. The, the solution I have is, and the way you can change your perspective is by asking yourself one question. When stuff like this comes up, when you feel, start feeling stressed or start feeling anxious or wake up at three o'clock in the morning freaking out, you just have to ask yourself one question. The one question is this. The perspective shift question is this. Five years from now, when I look back at this situation, was it really that big of a deal? So what you're doing is you're, you're removing yourself from the situation, the current situation and you being like knee deep in it, in the weeds in this situation, you're removing yourself and looking at it from a very now five years from now. So if you look at, it's like looking at something that happened five years ago. If you look back and think, man, I, I like freaked out on something five years ago. And it's just, and now that doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, it did kind of shift things, but 
in the grand scheme of things, the amount the amount of energy that I gave that particular situation, nah, was not even worth it. I mean, it could have been a lot less, and it could and I could have recovered faster. I mean, this happens in relationships all the time too. Relationships are tough though because there's a lot of you know it's it's so personal and it's so deep. And there's a lot of there's a grieving process that goes along with ending a relationship. But I'm saying it in really any perspective that you have, any situation that you have going, just use that five year thing in five years from now. When I look back, is this really that big of a deal? And 95 percent of the time it will be no. Now, the things that that, you know, I have my own five percent. And my own 5% are the people that I care about, you know, my clients, my purpose and me providing me continually working and providing the best possible product and the, and the best possible, you know, you know, advice and guidance that I, that I can. Uh, those are the things that, that really matter to me. And the things I care about are, are uh, also other people that are doing or trying to do good and putting themselves out there. Those are the things that I care about. New Year's will be different. Maybe doesn't really matter, right? It just matters on pick your 5%. Though that's where your energy should go because when you, when you're freaking out about everything, it doesn't get, it doesn't allow you to give the proper amount of concern to something that may need more concern. So what it's doing is it's just, it's taking all that other extra stuff out of there. And just allowing you to focus and, and really laser focus in on the things that matter. And then you can be so much more clear in terms of your mind and how you process things. And that's the 95% rule. There's a, there's a concept that goes along with that. And I will end with this. And it's a, it's a little concept based on a Confucius story about a man crossing a river. The concept is surrender. You have to surrender to things. And the story goes, this guy was coming up to a, a big raging river, real wide raging river. And he, cause he was on his path and he was just kind of cruising along. So he came up to this river and thinking, well, I have to cross it because I have to continue on with my path. And so he started, it's a river with all those big boulders in it, you know, those kind of, you know, kind of here and there, just boulders all over the place, but it's roaring, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty quick and just a lot of water. So he jumps to the first boulder and, He's fine. And, you know, he kind of jumps to the you know, next one and kind of, well, you know, it's kind of because he's bouncing through. He's bouncing along, he's crossing this river, gets to kind of around the middle. And there's, you know, one kind of boulder there and it looks a little, eh, but he, but it's the only one. It's kind of the only one he can use. Jumps to it and it's slippery because it's got moss on it. He slips, slips and falls in the water, goes about five feet, you know, just because he fell off and he grabs onto this this other boulder. Now he, now he's holding on to this boulder for dear life in the middle of this raging big river. And he's holding on, he's holding on, trying to climb up, can't climb up. The thing's it just it's just not big enough and it's kind of slippery still, so he's just clinging to this thing. But as he's clinging to this boulder in the middle of this raging river, the the water pressure is beating his body and his face and everything. It's beating himself, him up against that boulder. He's getting the shit beat out of him from the river because he's holding on because he's just, he's just holding on too tight, not wanting to just surrender 
to what is and then see what happens. And so finally, he couldn't hold on any longer and he let go. Now, as he let go, he it wasn't fun for the first you know, few feet. I mean, he, you know, went underwater and bounced around and, and, uh, it was, it was kind of a mess and got a couple mouthfuls of water and, and he just kind of figured out as he was doing that though, he was figuring out how to keep his head up and kind of where to, where to go in this raging river. So he kind of bounced around a little bit, went around the bend of the river and all of a sudden it opened up to this pristine, beautiful, clear lake. And as he gently made his way and swam into this lake and over to the other shoreline. Um, then he continued on his path then, which is basically the metaphor is you're holding on to the rock. You, you worry about all this stuff you, and it, you're just beating yourself up. And it's, it's because you're not surrendering to what is a lot of people think that the is what it, it you know, when I, I say it is what it is, people hate that. Maybe it's because they don't understand what the concept is. But the concept is, is I'm saying that to you or I'm saying that to myself because it's an acknowledgement of what is based on my perspective right now or your perspective right now. You could choose to continue to keep that perspective where you can choose to kind of take your selfie from a different angle. That's all that it is. Accept it for what it is and surrender to it and bounce around and then get on, get to the lake and then cross the, cross it down there. A lot of times we think that we know where we should cross our river and we don't because that's just not the flow of things. Sometimes we can't dictate the flow of certain things. And that's the thing I want to leave you with. So just 95% rule and look at it like as a five year thing. Five years from now, am I really going to care about this? And uh, and the whole thing about surrendering. It'll make your life so much easier. I am a testament of that. I used to be a huge anxiety and worry wart guy. I do not do that anymore. And uh, based upon all the scientific evidence, how stress beats the shit out of your body, I, I, you know, I look 10 years younger, 12 years younger than I am. So... That's, I mean, I, yeah, genetics have something to do with it, and I do eat right, and I do exercise and stuff. But you should be doing that too. What I'm saying in terms of the stress stuff, your system needs to chill, and you need to, and you need to help at it chill, uh, because you know your body is a pretty sensitive instrument. And I can tell you, being up in my 50s now, the older you get, that doesn't get any easier. So you gotta, you gotta work your magic. The earlier you do that. The earlier you get set up in that, the better it's going to be. So that's it for this week. I hope that helped. Uh, again, it's javabud.com, J-A-V-A-B-U-D. You know, it's like getting coffee with a buddy. That's all Javabud is. It's got all the stuff. It's got this podcast and the videos and all that. All You know, there's a, my book. You can buy the book on there. And there's also a freebie giveaway thing I'm doing there. Uh, also, you can listen on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud if you choose. If you do that, could you just comment or rate? Oh, that would be nice it, just to let me know what's up. If you have anything, any questions or concerns, or if you have something that you'd like to hear uh, in terms of a subject matter, then just drop me a line at Tony at javabud.com. J-A-V-A-B-U-D. Hope things are well. I am, uh, I'm off to Vegas this week. It's my uh, son-in-law's birthday party, so we're going to have a great time out there at my second home. And uh, I hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.